discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. you fail when the greater one lives inside of you second corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 look at second corinthians 2 14 now thanks be unto god now thanks be unto god are you giving thanks to the lord are you shouting his praises are you giving him glory says now right now right now thanks be unto God give thanks to God why 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 do you give thanks to him because he always 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 he always causes us he always causes us to triumph in Christ we are always winners I'm always winning. I'm always winning. Oh, that's a, I think it's ISV, eh? ISV. He says that he always causes us to win. Always causes us to win. This one too is nice. Always. He always causes us to win. In Christ. Are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? See, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm always winning on every side on every side hallelujah now thanks be unto God which always not sometimes not when you feel good enough not when you think things should go in a certain way no always 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 even when it looks like things are going against you it says count it all joy when you go through the other steps and we know that all things work together. All things are working together. For my good. For my good. I can never go down. I keep going higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. Give the Lord a shout. Now thanks be unto God. Which always causes us to win in Christ and makes manifests he makes manifest the savor the fragrance of his knowledge by us in every place he makes the fragrance of his knowledge known by us oh what a blessing never be a Christian who is quiet 
and cool and calm and collected. It doesn't work with the kingdom of God. If you read in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, he lets you know that we have been taken. He says, and having spoiled principality and powers. No, Colossians 1, 12, rather. Colossians 1, 12. Let's read it. Colossians 1. Give, giving thanks unto the Father. He's always telling you to give thanks unto the Father. Always. It's a matter of thanksgiving, right? Always give thanks. Knowing that it is finished. The, the match has been played. It's a dead match. Your life is a dead match. And in the match, in your original match, you won. You won. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be confident. Because the match has been played. Just imagine, just listen, just imagine someone watching a dead match. That was played in 2001. And his team won in 2001. And he's sitting now today worried about the match. Because his team is down by two goals. Do you get worried? No. Why? It's a dead match. It's a dead match. You know the end. You won. So you are not afraid. You are not afraid. Say, I'm not afraid. Say it again, I'm not afraid. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Next verse. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us? He didn't say he's going to translate us when he feels good enough. Or when you feel good enough, he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Brother, where is your location? Where is your location? You are in the kingdom of his dear son. You are, that is where you are right now. Whether you feel good or not. Whether you feel like laughing or not. You are in the kingdom of his dear son. When you fall, you fall in Mount Zion. He says, ye are come unto Mount Zion. Not you are going to come when you are good enough. You have come unto Mount Zion. To the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And in this kingdom that we have come into. There are three things that govern this kingdom. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. There are three things that govern this kingdom. He says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not about talking about which food to eat and which food not to eat. You know, don't eat snails because it was not eaten in the Old Testament. Don't eat pork because it was not eaten in the Old Testament. He says the kingdom of God is not like that. It's not about that. The kingdom of God in which we have found ourselves is righteousness. It's righteousness. It's about demonstrating the righteousness of God. It's about living the rightness of God. Bringing out the goodness of God. It's about declaring the, the, the kindness of God. You are the one who has been sent by God to declare his kindness. You are not the one who is looking for the kindness of God. You are the one who is displaying his kindness. Because you have seen his kindness and have become the very embodiment of his kindness. That is your life. That is your life. It's about displaying God. You have come to display God. See, I display God. Wherever I find myself. Says it's about righteousness. And it's about peace. The word peace is shalom. Eirin. The Greek word is eirin. And it means peace that produces prosperity. So the kingdom of God is about peace. It's about displaying God. It's about peace with God. And displaying that peace. It's called the gospel of peace. Bringing the peace of God to society. To humanity. 
righteousness, peace. Then the last one is joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy produced by the Holy Ghost. Are you a child of God? Never walk around like this. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know. Why should I praise God? Why should I thank God? Nothing is happening in my life. I've been around for a long time and nothing is happening. Have you forgotten where you stay, where you live? Don't, never forget where you live. Never forget. We are in the kingdom of God. And in that kingdom is joy. 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 You see, and joy is not dependent on happenings. It's not dependent on something that happened. Something good happened. Your account is full, so you're happy. The lady you proposed to said yes, so you're happy. You got a new job, so you're happy. No. It says in this kingdom, we count it all joy. Even when we go through diverse tests. When you're going through tests. Why? 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 Why do you count it all joy? Because you know. You know it's a dead match. You know it's a dead match. Say it's a dead match. And you won. Say I won. I have the victory. I have the victory. I am more than a conqueror. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Wow. How can you fail? I am so honored to be to be your pastor. Every time I every time I think about you, my heart is my heart is flooded with joy. Because I, I know I can just see what the Lord is, is doing with you and what he's going to do with you. You are big. See, I'm big. Say it again, I'm big. Tell your neighbor, look at me carefully. I'm big. I'm big. Why are you big? Why are you big? Because the bigger one is living inside you. Why are you great? Because the greater one is living inside you. Why are you strong? Because the stronger one is living inside you. I have never seen a group of people whose future is as secured as yours. Never met them. How is the next one year going to be like for you? How is it going to be like for you? Only one thing. Glory. Glory. Only one thing. Only one thing. Always expect one thing in life. He says the path of the justice are the shining lights. That shines brighter and 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 brighter. Give the Lord a shout. See, I'm going somewhere. Speak in tongues for two seconds. Speak in tongues for two seconds. Melo ho da babaye, lego ho satabaya, mando ho shelebaye, malaga baba, malaga baba, malaga baba, mele hesho, 
Mando ho se telebe. Mala hadala bai. Lego ho da bai. Lego ho da bai. Malo ho delebele. Medele baba. Malo ho delebele. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sit down for a moment. Let me share something with you briefly. I'm going somewhere. It's called the glory of his righteousness. Last Friday, I started sharing with you concerning what establishes you in your Christian faith. And I told you that what establishes you in your Christian faith is your knowledge concerning who Christ is in you. So I mentioned Romans chapter 16, if you remember. Verse 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ he says he's able to establish you according to my gospel. Paul had a gospel. It was a gospel of righteousness. And the preaching of Jesus Christ, which is still the gospel of righteousness, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Next verse. But now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. There's a revelation that was hidden from Abraham, from Isaac, from Moses, from all these wonderful men of God for you to know. And that revelation is what? It's Christ in you. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Look at Colossians 1, 27. It says, To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the... Let's read from verse 26 so you understand that there's the same mystery he's talking about. He says, Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations... But now, say but now. now. Right now it is made manifest to his saints, to you and I, to Christians. It is not hidden anymore. It is made manifest to you and I. Next verse. To whom God will make known. He says God likes it. It is God's will to make known to you what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. This mystery comes with the glory and the glory is rich. There's a riches of the glory that comes with the revelation of this particular knowledge. And he says, which is Christ in you. That revelation is Christ in you. What was hidden from ages past and has now been made known to us is Christ in you. Christ in you and me. Is Christ in you. Christ is in you. And because he's in you, he's the confident, joyful assurance of glory. The word hope there is elpis, and it means joyful expectation, joyful, confident expectation of one thing only, glory. Of one thing only, glory. So never think that something else is going to happen to you as you live. Never be afraid of something happening to you. It is God's utmost desire for you to have confidence in life. I tell you. God is not pleased with Christians who think that their future is not, is uncertain. No, our future is certain. Our future is certain. 
our tomorrow is certain. And God wants you to be confident about it. That is God's desire. Can you imagine that that is God's desire? That you be confident. Yes. Now, let me show it to you in the scriptures. The word hope there, like I said, is what? Elpis. And it means joyful expectation. Joyful, confident expectation of good, of blessings, of grace, of love, of beauty, of riches, of every good thing you can think about. So if you read in 2 Corinthians, the last time I stopped at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, I started reading from verse 7, if you remember. Let's go back to that, please. It's so important to understand these things. Like I said, God is not excited about your uncertainties. There are Christians who are uncertain about their life. And hence, they can't talk with boldness and confidence. They talk in fear. I don't know how the future is going to be. Maybe it will be fine. No, there are no maybes with God. Some time ago, God taught me not to say, not to pray prayers with me in it. He told me, don't pray prayers with me. May God help us. What do you mean by may God help you? Meaning that you are not sure whether God will or will not help you. God is helping me. God is helping you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So never pray a prayer and say may. I hear that a lot. May. May God do this for you. May God get this happening. You, know, you are praying for the congregation and then you say, I pray that may God do this for you. Hey. It means that you are not so sure that God is going to do that for them. No, it's not supposed to be like that. God is doing this for you. It's a declaration of faith. Knowing that that is what is happening in the congregation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, but if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stones, was glorious. If what Moses had was glorious, was full of glory, and it was. It had glory. It had so much glory. I showed you some the last time. The glory showed forth by giving them a canopy of cloud. During the day, so that they can walk in an air-conditioned environment to make them comfortable. Then in the night, it will become a pillar of fire to give them heat in the cold. That glory made sure their clothes did not wax old on them. And made sure their feet was not hurt, even though they had the same shoes when they came out of Egypt. They walked in the desert with the same shoes for 40 years, and their feet were never sore. That glory brought manna into their camp. Fresh manna every morning brought meat into their camp and did all those beautiful things for them. That was the glory that Moses had. He says, if the ministration of death, it's called the ministration of death because the law could not give life. It could not give life. You see, it was con- they are continuing the glory was conditioned on their obeying of the Ten Commandments with the, four, the, 600, that was, the 600 oral laws that was attached to it. They couldn't, they couldn't obey it. If you obey those laws, that glory showed forth in your life some more. But if you did not obey, you have trouble. So it was the administration of death. So it says, but if the administration of death, written and engraven in stones, was glorious, if that one had, had glory and protected Israel, to the point that even when Israel, everybody was off, God will still say that I like Israel. Yeah. Yes. And some way, somehow, get them for himself. So that the children of Israel could not, could not easily, steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance. Which glory was to be done away? That glory was to be done away with. It was for a time being. It expired. Next verse. 
How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? We are in the dispensation where the Holy Spirit is rather is now ministering righteousness and life. Look at verse 6. Go to verse 6. Back to verse 6. It says, Who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament? Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the Spirit, for the letter clear, but the Spirit giveth life. So the ministration of the Spirit is the ministration of life and the ministration of righteousness. He says, The ministration of life and righteousness is more glorious than what happened in the old. In other words, there's confidence of the future. And your future starts a second from now. Your future is not seven years from now. It's just a second from now. He says, if you are conscious of the fact that the Holy Spirit, this is the time of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, ministering life and ministering righteousness, you will have a confidence that only you can only expect good. You can only expect grace. You can only expect glory in your life. Are you in the church? He says, how shall not the Spirit... The administration of the Spirit be rather glorious. Verse 9. For if the administration of condemnation, he calls the Old Testament the law, the administration of condemnation, because that was what they did. It condemned them. Do you see? It condemned them. It made them know what was in them. The Bible says that the strength of sin is the law. Isn't it? Yeah. The strength of sin. That's in 1 Corinthians 15. You can see there. This is for if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceeding glory. The ministration that the Holy Spirit brings is that of righteousness. Is that of communicating the rightness of God, the righteousness of God. And I showed the three levels of righteousness the last time. He gives you the gift of righteousness. And then he gives you Christ as your righteousness. Which are two different things altogether. You have the gift of righteousness. From Jesus, because of what Jesus did, his righteousness is imparted to you. And you are made righteous before God. So you have a gift of righteousness. But if that gift should shake in your mind, you, you are not so sure because you did something wrong. Remember that the one who was tempted in all points and yet without sin is your righteousness. He is your righteousness. And hence God is not seeing you, but is seeing you through him. Hallelujah. So you are always qualified before God. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. That is why 1 John chapter 2 verse 1 is written in the Bible. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man, if any man, meaning that sin is not even compulsory. It's not compulsory. It's not. You don't need to. So, because, so long as you are living the righteousness of God, you will not sin. It's not possible. You know, I, used to, I used to think that the statement I made was not true. But as I'm going, I realize it's true. It is true. It is possible to live because you, the third level of the righteousness is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he has made him to be sin who knew no sin. He has made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin. For what purpose? Why did he make Jesus sin? So that you might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The reason why Jesus came is so that you can become the righteousness of God. You can become the rightness of God in the earth. You can become the one who displays God. Not the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness was for your benefit. But now you have God as your righteousness. You get it? You have become the righteousness of God. You have, you have become the representation of God. Do you understand? Now you are the display of God. If someone is looking for God, where should you look for? He should look for him with you. If someone is looking for the love of God, he should look for it with, from you. Because you are the carrier of the love of God. You have become the love of God in expression. 
And that is, the, that is what Christianity is all about. Christianity is about displaying God. So 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, is Christianity. That is the definition of Christianity. But ye a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. For what purpose? That you should show forth the praises of him that has called you out of darkness into, into his marvelous light. Who did that? God, right? He says he wants to show forth his praises. Let's read the Amplified. It helps us in this particular part. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people. For what purpose? So that you may set forth the wonderful deeds. You may set forth, God's deeds are wonderful. Very, very wonderful. And he says that you are the one he has appointed to show forth his deeds. His wonderful deeds is to be showed forth by you. So when you look, Jesus is the one looking. When you touch, Jesus is the one who is touching. When you talk, Jesus is the one who is talking. That is what God wants you to be confident about. The fact that Christ is in you and Christ is living his life through you. He wants you to be very, very confident about it. Do you understand? Yeah. Can you imagine if Jesus was the one who was touching that business that you're touching? Guess what? He's been touching it all this while. Through you. But because you don't think that it is him who is touching it, you think it's just you touching it. You don't have a certain kind of success. Jesus touched the little bread. Five loaves. Five loaves. My wife just sent something on our pastor's page. Very beautiful um, uh, Bible devotion by Joseph Prince. You know, humble beginnings. Don't despise humble beginnings. Because when you touch it, it is Christ who has touched it. And because Christ has touched it, it may look like five loaves and two fishes. But when he touches it, it becomes multitude. It feeds multitudes. That small business will become big with time. You see, we came to Kumase. I came to Kumase with one small bag. That was all I came to Kumase with. In 2009, when I was coming to Kumase to come and be a pastor in Kumase, I had just one single bag. In 2011, when we were starting this church, we were just a few people. We were just a few people. In, in 2011 to 2012, we crossed over around one one table the sky, one circle. Just about seven of, of us. Pastor Ajun was there, just a few of us. And we crossed over. We were just having a discussion and then we crossed over. We realized it was 12. Said, ah, welcome to 2012. But look at what the Lord has done over the years. From this same place called Kumasi, we have sent the gospel around. We've planted churches in many places and are still moving. What is it that, what is the consciousness that I have? The consciousness I have is that when I touch that thing, Jesus has touched it. And because Jesus has touched it, it will work. It may look like nothing in my hands, but amazingly, my hands are his hands. Therefore, when my hands touches it, it is his hands that has touched it. And it can't but grow. It can't but multiply. It can't but go forward. It can't but become big. That is why I said, I'm glad I know you. Because as you are hearing these things, as you are hearing what I'm telling you now, I'm just wondering what is going to come out of your life. Because remember, remember that he has sent us to demonstrate the manifold wisdom of God. The manifold excellence of God. That is what he has sent us for. That is why we are here on earth. To display his excellence. His wonderful deeds. And display his virtues. His moral perfection. Can you imagine? That God, is, God says that you are the one who demonstrates his moral perfection. 
and perfections of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So like I said, this is what the Holy Spirit ministers to us. The New Testament is about the Holy Spirit ministering to us life and righteousness. Helping us display God. And the more you display God, the more glory and joy. So go back to that place. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 3. We're reading verse 9. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. So it says, For if the administration of condemnation was glorious, how much more does the administration of righteousness exceed in glory? This one exceeds in glory. They didn't know that when they touched something, God has touched it. They didn't have that knowledge. They couldn't understand how God would live in human vessels. But now, God says that I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. That's what God says now. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Paul gets offended in writing. He says, what? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? He says, not just our spirits. Our bodies are even his temple. Our spirits are his, te- are his temple. Our minds are his temple. And our bodies are his temple. You must understand. He's filled you all through and through. So in 1 Corinthians, look at 1 Corinthians 3.16 first of all. And then we'll come to 1 Corinthians 6.17. Okay? Go, go to that. He says, knowing not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. He says, don't you know? Don't you know that you are the temple of God? Meaning that he wants you to know. Be assured of the fact that you are the temple of God. You are the temple of the living God. Hallelujah. Just imagine if God touches that business. Just imagine if God touches that school. Just imagine if God touches... So instead of praying for God to touch, touch me, Lord. He's waiting on you to touch whatever you want to, you want him to touch. He's been waiting on you to touch that thing. Lord, if only you can touch my business. What are you talking about? What kind of prayer is that? So you have a lot of Christians praying certain prayers that makes the angels wonder what is wrong with them. What is wrong with you? What is going on with you? What is happening here? I mean, it's, it's sad. It's very sad. No, you know that you are the temple of God and that the soul of God dwelleth in you. Can you imagine? Now go to chapter 16, chapter 6 rather. Let's read verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. It says, What? No, you know that your body. So the first one, the other one is in reference to your spirit. This one is in reference to your body. It says, What? No, you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Meaning that my body is for the Holy Spirit. He's living inside my body. Not just my spirit, but my body as well. Meaning that this body cannot but go the direction God has designed for it to go. This body is not for fornication. So he go, go up. Go to verse 15. Go to verse 15. Know you know that the, your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of unhallowed? God forbid. Have you seen it? Yeah. Next verse. For know you know that he that is joined to unhallowed is one body. For two seeth he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Then he says, flee fornication. Blah, blah, blah. Go, go up to verse 14. Go up to verse 14. He says, go to verse 13 rather. Go to verse 13. Look at this. He says, meat for the belly or food for the belly and the belly for food. But God shall destroy both the belly and, and them. He says, he shall de- destroy both it and them. Then he says, now the body is not for fornication, but the body for the Lord and the Lord for the body. The Lord is interested in your body so much. Can you imagine? Because he needs your body to display him. Without your body, he cannot be displayed in the earth. Can you imagine? 
The more you display him, the more glory and joy. How do you display him? By being conscious of the fact that he's inside you. That is why it is the biggest revelation of the New Testament. It's the biggest revelation of all. That Christ, who is God, is in you. If Christ is in me, what can't I do? He says, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Through Christ, who is in me, who strengthens me. Therefore, I can do all things. What is it that cannot be done? What can't he The question is, what can't he do? What can't he do? So he calls it the ministration of the glory, the glory of the ministration of righteousness, which is the ministration of the Spirit. Christ in you is the hope of glory, the hope of seeing glory, the confident expectation, joyful, confident expectation of good only, of blessings only, of greatness only, of power only, of beauty and laughter, blessings only, whatever good thing you can think about. You see, glory is God. God cannot be separated from glory. So Christ in you is the hope of the display of God in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you listening to anything that I'm saying? He says, for if the administration of God should be glory, how much more does the administration of righteousness exceed in glory? Next verse. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect. When it comes to this one, the other one was, it didn't have any glory. Didn't have any glory. By reason of the glory that excelleth, the glory that we have excels, is higher than the glory they had. That is why the Bible says that they without us are not made perfect. It's amazing. It's amazing that we are rather looking up to them when they are rather looking up to us. We are looking up to them. Lord, make me like Moses. Oh, is that all you could ask for? To be made like Moses? When, he, when Jesus is sitting inside you, Jesus said, the greater than Solomon has come. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? He's inside you. Remember that. He wants you to be confident in that. Let me show you. Go to the next verse. Verse 11. For if that which is done away was glorious, how much more that which remaineth is glorious? Look at the next verse. Then it says, seeing then that we have such hope, Seeing then that we have such hope, such comfort. Let's read the Amplified. The Amplified is nicer. Since we have such glorious hope, do you have such glorious hope? Yeah. Such joyful, so he explains the hope for you. Such joyful and confident expectation. What do we do? We speak very freely and openly and fearlessly. Why? Because we know that we have it made. Our lives are made. So we speak with confidence, with fearlessness, very freely. The word is parashia. It means that speech that makes you popular. Yes, the speech that makes you popular. Talking as though you have everything made. Do you know what made Napoleon Napoleon? Because of his speeches. His speeches. He talks as though they've conquered. All the great men you see around. Mandela was Mandela because of his speech. The things he said. He says, become popular by your words. By your speech. Speech because of what? Speech because of what you know has been done in Christ for you. Speech because of what you know Christ is in you. Like I said, God is not 
happy when you are you talk as though you don't know how your life is going to be. We don't know. We have been trying for a very long time. Stop trying. Start doing. We have been trying for a very long time. We don't know how it is going to end. You know nobody knows the future. I know the future. Jesus is in the future. He says all things are yours. Whether it be life or death or things present or things past or things to come. All things are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God. Have you seen it? Whether Paul or Apollos, 1 Corinthians 3, 22, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. All are yours. Say all things are mine. Even the kids are saying it. I don't know why an adult will not say something. When, when we had nothing, I'm telling you years ago, if you, were, if you were in the church, you would have left. You see, today we can dance to music. There, were, there was no music in the church. There were no equipments in the church. People left because there were no, we, we don't do praises. Yes, I was surprised. People left because we don't, we don't have praises. Yeah, very small space. Yeah, you dance where I stand. You, the space is so small, you just dance where. Wow. See, I'm rich. Don't say it with any sense of, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. Listen, 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 listen. He said, since we have such joyful, confident expectation, joyful, confident expectation, we speak plainly, fearlessly, boldly, freely. There's only one, there's one thing that is not expensive. There's no price with it. It's your speech. Your talk. Nobody can charge you. Nobody can charge you. See, I'm rich. In dollars. In euros. In pounds. See, I'm wise. Why are you wise? You got it. Hallelujah. When we didn't have anything. When we didn't have anything. We didn't have anything. Our yearly income as a church was maybe up to 10,000. The whole year, we are giving our offerings, our tithes, our seeds, everything, 10,000. We are not saying, we, oh, it's just 10,000 that we have gotten. We don't know how things are going to be. When we see that money, we say, oh, we are rich. We are going forward. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. We are getting bigger and greater and glorious. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now people wonder, what, what, why are you getting the money? One, I want, one man of God called me, okay? And uh, he saw a project in Akka, Thesaurus. And he called me. Then he said, man of God, how are you doing this? Then I said, this is the grace of God. He said, no. <laughs> no, no. We have such confident hope, such confidence, such joyful expectation. We use great plainness of speech. My future is glorious, my future is bright. I'm getting bigger and bigger and greater and greater. Don't be afraid, though. Don't be afraid in your speech. Don't, don't, 
don't have any sense of, oh, I don't know, uncertainties. No. It's Christ in you. It's Christ in you. He's big. We're just singing it. You are bigger, bigger than the biggest. You are stronger, stronger than the strongest. You are higher, higher than the highest. You are greater, greater than... Where is he? Where is the bigger than the biggest? And the greater than the greatest? He's inside you. So why do you think your future is not glorious? Why do you think tomorrow is not powerful? No. It can only be good. It can only be good. There's no death ahead of you. He says death is yours. Death is yours. There's no death ahead of you. No. There's no luck ahead of you. There's no disease, sickness, hatred of hell ahead of you. There's no failure ahead of you. Failure has failed in you. Yeah. Failure has failed in you. Hallelujah. You know, we used to say these things and didn't even understand what we were doing. Even when we didn't have understanding, it worked. How much more now that we have a certain understanding? How much more? How much more now? How much more? I said, I'm proud I know you. I'm honored I know you. Because you are getting bigger and greater and powerful. More influential. More affluential. Oh, hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Sit down for a moment. I said, God is not happy when you are not confident. Just imagine a, a rich man whose child is not confident. It, it worries him. It's his major worry. You tell him, get out there and spend, spend money. A rich man's son who is asking for the price of egg. Bargaining. No. Look at Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 1 into verse 2. Very, 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 very powerful. Very, very powerful revelation of God's word. Let's read from verse 1, please. This is Paul talking. He says, For I would that you knew what great conflicts I have for you in Colossae and for them in Laodicea, these two churches, and for them and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, I have great conflict within me. I'm concerned because they've not heard some things from me verbally. And I want to see them. I really want to see them. If you read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 15, look at 1 Thessalonians 3.15. Let me show you something. Paul always had a reason when he wanted to meet the children of God. Let's read 3.9 to 10, rather. 3.9 to 10, not 15. He says, For what thanks can we render to God again for you? For all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God. Look at verse 10. He says, Night and day, praying exceedingly, so that we may see your face. He says, When I see your face, there's something in writing a letter to the people, and there's something in seeing the face of the people. He says, When I see your face, that we might see your face, for what purpose? So that we might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. We might perfect that which is lacking. 
in your faith. The word lacking there is to be without wealth. Can you imagine? It's to be without wealth in your faith. In other words, your faith does not produce the wealth, the blessings it's supposed to produce. It is, I want to see you to perfect that which is lacking in your faith. So he was concerned about those in Laodicea who have not seen him. And for all those who have not yet seen him. Because when he sees, since when I see you, I'll be coming in the fullness of the blessings of the gospel of Christ. To perfect that which is lacking in your faith. And that's what we are doing in the meeting. You see, the things I'm saying to you now, you know them. But the more I'm saying it to you like this, in this meeting, it is establishing you in it. I want, before I leave Kumasi, the last thing I want you to know before I leave Kumasi is to be assured of what you have been taught. What you have been taught is, is too valuable. Don't let anyone take you off what you have been taught. What I'm telling you is the most valuable thing you can ever have. Establish yourself in it. Don't let anyone or anything shift you or say anything otherwise. So I came to establish you in the present truth that you know. Do you see? That is why I came. That's what, that's what this meeting is for. And anyone who listens to the, the, the message will have the same effect as we have here. Hallelujah. Now, go back to that place where we're reading. Just for I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them and Laodicea. For, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Look at the next verse. He says, I pray that their hearts might be comforted. I want their hearts to be comforted. To be braced up. Let's look at the Amplified. It, this is so important to God. He wants you to be comforted. No matter this, the situation you find yourself in, be comforted. Since my, for my concern is that their hearts may be braced. In other words, do you understand brace? It's like someone wearing braces. They brace the teeth to bring it closer. To close everything in. Do you see? Bracing you up. Spiritually speaking. Making you, holding you in, in place, fixing you. It's, it's, it's the same as the word establishment that we saw last week in Romans chapter 1, verse 11. Do you see? It says, For I long to see that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that he may be established. It's the same thing. To be established means to be braced up, to be, to be made firm, to be confirmed, to be strengthened, to be established. The same thing. So he says, My concern is that their hearts may be braced, comforted, cleared and encouraged to be cheered do you see he doesn't want you to be sad saddened by the things that have happened around you in times past or whatever is going on i don't have this i don't have that no don't worry about that don't worry about what is happening around you there's a way to go forward he wants you to make long strides ahead because the more you cry over your current situation the more you stay there the way to go forward is not by crying. The only tears that causes God to do anything is your tears of faith or your tears of joy. Not your tears of lack and worry and need and pity and complaining. You have missed it. A lot of Christians feel that their tears will move God. Your tears have not moved. It just moved you. It only moved you. Is God not concerned about you? Oh, no. He is. What is he concerned about? He's concerned about you getting to know what he has done for you. That is his concern. That is his concern. For you to know what he has done. So whenever, it's called the spirit of the prayers. When, are, when, when the Holy Spirit is praying through Paul, he always says it. You know, 
that you you might you might be established in him that you might come to know so look at look at this one it's so nice he says for my concern is that their hearts may be braced comforted cheered and encouraged as they are knit together in love this is concerned about us growing together in love not growing apart from each other in hatred thinking that you are more important than the other person there are some Christians who feel that Christ is in them more than is in the other person. We are all the same before the Lord. He says, make sure you don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Don't. Don't, don't do that. He wants us to honor one another. Preferring one another. Hallelujah. That they may come to have... This is what I want you to see. He says, I want to see them so that I may comfort their hearts. Okay? Get them braced up. That will be knit together some more in love. So that they may come to have all the abounding wealth. Meaning that they didn't have it. He says, I want to see them so that they may come to have all the abounding wealth and blessings of what? Of assured conviction. Of understanding. Of what? Understanding of what? He shows you the rest. And that they may become progressively and more intimately acquainted with and may know more definitely. Have you seen it? More definitely and accurately and thoroughly that mystic secret of God, which is Christ, the anointed one. He says, your knowledge of Christ in you is what procures for you or what manifests, helps you manifest the blessing, the abounding wealth eh? of Christ. It is through your assured conviction of understanding of Christ in you. So he's not excited when you are not assured. You don't really, it's like, oh, we don't know. This, they say that Jesus is in us. Hmm, where is he? Is he in my legs or is he in my shoe? You will not experience what the word of God says. He wants you to be assured, to be convicted, to be convinced, to be confident in the fact that Christ is in you. Christ is in you. Say Christ is in me. That is the only way to enjoy the blessings of God. If you look at Galatians chapter 2 verse, verse 20, Paul says it. In Galatians 2.20. Paul was so certain. There was no shadow of doubt in his mind. Concerning that fact. He says, as for me, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. It is not I that lives anymore. The moment you start knowing that you are not the one living any longer. It is actually Christ. But Christ liveth in me. So my movement is Christ moving. My speech is Christ's speech. Remember, it is about the righteousness of God. What is the righteousness of God? Displaying God. How do you display God? Through Christ in you. Your knowledge of who Christ is in you. Christ is in me. The miracle worker is in me. That miracle worker is in me. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The miracle worker is, say the miracle worker is in me. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. You see, he was not a Christ before he was anointed by the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost came upon his life, he became the Christ. He became the anointed one. Yeah. And the anointing. So he says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He, was a, he, he looked like an ordinary man. But when the Holy Ghost came upon him, 
He received power. He says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. The same thing happened with us. When the Holy Ghost came upon us, he came upon us for one purpose, to live in us. He didn't come upon us for coming and going. He came upon us on a certain day to stay in us. Even our new birth brings the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit is in you right from the time you are born again. That is why he's the seal of the new birth. Are you in the church? So you are anointed as Jesus was anointed. You are filled with the Holy Ghost as much as Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost. Be confident of what you have. Don't put what you have around and start looking around. That was a problem of Adam and Eve. That was their problem. Because what they had did not feel special. It's not a feeling. It's a knowing. It's knowing that he's there. He's inside. Are you in the church? Say he's there. That miracle worker is there. Look at it. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. So as you go about as you go about remember he says that he shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days. You are the one through whom God prolongs the days of Jesus Christ. Because we are here on earth Jesus' days are prolonged. Can you imagine? You are the glory that comes after his suffering. Be confident. Tell me about be confident. Be confident. Tell me about enough, enough. Of, feeling of feeling sorry for yourself. Enough, enough. of feeling like you are nothing. Like God thinks God that you are something. Yeah. I will never be defeated in my life. Was Jesus ever defeated in his life? Jesus was a success. He was a success. Even in death. You know, do you know, do you know, one of the most sublime miracles and powers of Christ that was displayed was displayed on the cross. Whilst he hung on the cross, you know, when, when someone is crucified on the cross, it took 15 hours for the person to die. 15 long hours for the person to die. After six hours, Jesus died. The centurion could not believe it. And you know how Jesus died? Jesus gave up the ghosts. Jesus gave up the ghosts. Nobody killed him. He gave up the ghosts. The Bible says he breathed and said it is finished. And sighed and that was the end. When the centurion saw it and saw all that had happened, the skies became dark. The whole place became dark from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. The whole place became dark. When he died, the rocks were rent. There was earthquake all over the place. When the centurion, who was, who was the one in charge of the crucifixion, saw all that was done, he said, truly, this is the Son of God. This is the Son of God. This is truly the Son of God. When he came back from the dead, whilst he was talking to his disciples on that day, he led, the Bible says he led them out of Galilee. And when he stood before them and was talking, right before their eyes, he started levitating. Right before their eyes. His own brothers had been, were there. His brothers did not believe it. He did not, did not believe him when he was walking around. They were born from the same womb. They knew him. They ate Gary with him. They played soccer with him. They did all of that with him. And then all of a sudden he came to come and say that I am the son of God. I am from above. Ye are from beneath. The Bible says, the Bible says they could not believe it. What is wrong with you? 
Jesus spoke with boldness. He spoke with confidence. He spoke knowing who was in him. Yeah, he did. He did. There was no sense of uncertainty with him. Check Jesus' words in John. The reason why you must read the book of John is to know how Jesus spoke. Yeah. It's to know how he spoke. How he spoke. He spoke with so much assurance. So much confidence. No shadow of doubt. That's how God wants you to talk. Because Jesus said, you see, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now Jesus, who is the only begotten son of God, so loved the world that he sent you. Are you in the church? I said God so loved the world that he gave. He sent his only begotten son. When his only begotten son came, he also so loved the world that he sent you and me to the world to display God. No man has ever seen the father. It is only the son who has declared him. He's the one who has made him known. We are the ones to make God known. In our classrooms. Make God known. In the bank. Make God known in the hospital. Make God known in that school. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So be confident. Tell the other neighbor, be confident. Tell the other neighbor, be confident. Talk big. Tell the neighbor, talk big. Tell the neighbor behind you, talk big. <laughs> I'm big. See, I'm big. Nothing can stop your progress. Nothing. There's no demon hazard of hell that can stop your progress. Are you following what I'm sharing with you? It's so important that you catch these things. Yeah. He wants you to have confident assurance of conviction. Of understanding concerning the mystery of Christ. It's called the mystery of God and the Father, which is Christ. Then he says, in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. That's another, another, day, another day's topic. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You can't, you can't, you can't be bereft of information. No. Because it's inside you. I said the miracle worker is inside you. Look at Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. And what did he do? And he healed their sick. He was moved with compassion. Jesus is the very embodiment of love. Jesus is the miracle worker. And the miracle worker is sitting inside you. He went about healing all that were sick and oppressed the devil. If you read in Mark chapter 6, you know, from verse, I think, 35 or so, the Bible talks about how Jesus walked on water. The one who walked on water is sitting inside you. No matter the challenges of life, you will walk on those challenges. See, I'm blessed. So, it's, it's about knowing who is inside. That is why we read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you have never read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Go and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the most important books of the Bible. Because that is what shows you the life. Romans, Acts, Romans, and all of that shows you the life of God in a man. Or what Christ in man did. Or convinces you that Christ is inside you. 
But for you to know who it is that is inside you, who is this one that is inside me? The life itself is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Don't think that it is nothing. Those books are ancient books. Oh, we, let's read the Pauline epistle. The Pauline epistle helps you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to find out who it is that is inside you. Who is this man? Who is this man? Who is this man inside me? Who is he? And that's what I'm showing you now. He's the greatest you can ever think about. Has your father walked on water before? There's nothing in your natural gene that can make you walk on water. It is only in your spiritual gene to make you walk on water. There's nothing from your father's bloodline that will make you successful. Our success is not dependent on the family we come from. People have come from big, huge families and have had problems. I've had trouble. They failed. But it's a family we belong in. It's a family of God. It's a family of Christ. That is where your success is from. Are you in the church? Yeah. Jesus was full of love. He was the very definition of love. The very definition of love. Greater love has no man than this. John chapter 15. Than that a man should lay down his life for his friends. Who would lay down his, his life for his friends? The Bible says that seldom for a righteous man, one will even think. Scarcely for a righteous man, one dare to die. But Jesus said this, John 15, 30. He says, greater love has no man than this, than a man should lay down his life for his friends. And he laid down his life for his friends. When he, when they were, those who beat him, a large man tore his back. I mean, someone slaps you, 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 you. You will say something, innit? Just a slap. May end up provoking something from you. Or provoke something from somebody. But Jesus was lashed. His back was torn. If you have watched Passion of the Christ, it's just one hundredth of what happened to Christ. They lashed him. The Bible says that he was mad. His visage was so mad that you could not record. He did not look like a man. He did not look like a human being. Yeah, that was how much they beat him. They spat on him. Lashed him on his back and turned his stomach and lashed the stomach too. I'm telling you. All for you. But whilst they were lashing him and doing all that to him, nailing him to the cross, look at Luke chapter, Luke chapter 23. Look at what he said. Verse 34. Luke 23, 34. Look at this. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them. Who can do this? You know, have you heard of the Chinese Jesus? <laughs> they lashed him and did everything to him and he hung on the cross. As he was hanging on the cross, the people were mocking him. And that was what pained him. I mean, he could not bear... You know, you can take the lashes, you can do some things, but then when they are mocking at you, the temptation of Jesus at the beginning of his life, his ministry, was if you be the son of God, change the stone to bread. If you are the son of God. At the last hour, the same temptation came. If you are the son of God, come down from the tree. And they were mocking him. He said he was, he, he, he's the son of God. Let him come down. He saved others. Let him save himself and let's see. Ah, when he said, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, they said, ah, he's calling on to God. Let's see what God will do for him. 
The Chinese Jesus could not bear it. As we were talking like that, he got down off the cross. Hey! And he just... He beat everybody and went back to the cross and died. Wow! Only in China, I tell you. But look at Jesus. He stayed on the cross. Then said, Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiments and cast lots. The one who is the very definition of love is sitting inside you. Meaning that now you can demonstrate love. You know the same thing happened to Philip, to Stephen rather. When Stephen was being stoned, he also said, lay not this to their charge. That's what Philip said, Stephen said. Why? Because he was so conscious of the fact that Christ was in him. And Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus stood up in the heavenlies. He stood up in the heavens, clapping for him. This is my son. He has lived. The greater one who is inside you is the very embodiment of love. See, I love, I love always. Say it again. I love always. I love always. Yeah. When Jesus, Bible says he was moved with compassion. He had movement of bowels towards the people. And he healed them of all their diseases. That same one is inside you. The reason why I'm assured that I'll never fail in my life, and I'm assured that success is mine, is because he's in me. The creator of the heavens and the earth, of all principalities and powers, is inside me. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. It's amazing. I'm showing you who Christ is in you. Who is this Christ in you? Who is this Jesus in you? He says he is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. He's the image of the invisible God. Look at Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Let's read from verse 1 so that it makes more sense. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Then it says, by whom also he made the world. Next verse. Who being the brightness of his glory. He's the brightness of God's glory. And the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the, of the majesty on high. He is the express image of his person. He is the brightness of his glory. He is the effulgence of God's glory. And he's inside me. How can I fail? Are you seeing? Yeah. yeah. This, this is the, the image. He's the very embodiment of God. Colossians 1.19. Look at Colossians. Go back to that place. 1.19 now. For it pleased the Father that in Jesus should all fullness dwell. All fullness dwells in him. Let's read the Amplified of this. It's nice. For it has pleased the Father that all the divine fullness, the sum total of the divine perfection, powers, and attributes should dwell in him permanently. Where is he? With all of this. He's inside me. Can you imagine? That the sum total of the divine perfection, powers, and attributes are in Christ and is in me with all of this. So in chapter 2 verse 9, look at chapter 2 verse 9. He says a similar thing there. And ropes us in. 
For in him, for in Christ, the whole fullness of deity that God had continued to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. Have you seen it? This is why we can display God, because he is in us. Christ is in us. The divine God, the the God, the deity, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. Next verse. Verse 10. And you are in him, made full, and having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. Can you imagine? Then says, and he's the head of all rule and authority of angelic principality and power. He's in you. He's the head of all principalities and powers. He's the head and he's inside you. Meaning that no devil heart out of hell can touch you. Why? Because the one who is the head of all principality and powers is inside you. Go back. Go to chapter 1. Verse, we just read verse 15. Let's read verse 16. You'll see some more there. Look at it. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. King James please. For by him were all things created. Can you imagine? The one by whom all things were created. That are in heaven and that are in earth. Visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers or things. were All things were created by him and for him. Where is he? John chapter 1 verse 3. Let's read John 1, 1 to 3. You'll see it. I'm showing you who this Jesus is in you. What a Jesus there? What a Jesus? This Jesus is inside you. How can you feel? How can you feel? It's not possible. It's not possible. No matter how hard you try, you can't fail. It's impossible. Do you know why? Because Christ is in you. It's when I said that I didn't understand what I was saying much. The understanding I have now is higher than what I understood at that time. Yet we produce results. Oh, it's way higher. What the understanding I have is way higher. I will be saying the same things, but the understanding is on another level. The assurance is so much. I tell you. I tell you. Strong. The update is very strong. It's the same software, but updated. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what I was saying at that time. I tell you. I didn't. I had no idea what I was saying. Yeah. Maybe five years from now, I'll still say I didn't have any idea of what I was saying now. Because that software that will come will be higher than this one. And that's what God wants for you. That's the desire of God for your life. That you be firmly fixed in that knowledge that Christ is in you. Christ is in you. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. I can do all things. I can go anywhere. I will go all around the world. I will do what God wants me to do. Because Christ is in me. I'm getting bigger and bigger. Because Christ is in me. I'm getting greater and greater. Because Christ is in me. I have wisdom. You see, because Christ is made unto you. This same... Okay, let me finish it. He says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the... The same was in the beginning with God. Then he says, through him. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. All things. All, including Satan. So Satan, there's nothing in Satan that can stop you. He's the head of all principality and powers. Yeah, The prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in me. The one in, the, in whom the prince of this world had nothing in is sitting inside you. 
Satan has not got any hold on you. No demon out of hell can bind, can bind you. It's not possible. It is not possible. At all. Yeah. For this purpose was the son of God revealed. John, 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. Let's look at the 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. Are you in the church? He that committed sins to the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. This is why he came. And he's sitting inside you with this devil destroying ability. There's nothing, there's no trap the devil can set for you. That will touch you. Even if you should fall inside, you will still come up. He says a righteous man falleth seven times and riseth. You cannot go down. Say I cannot go down. Listen, be confident about your life. That's why I came. That's what I came to say to you. That is where your glory is. Be confident. Knowing who is inside you. The greater one lives inside me. So the songs we sang at the beginning is a summary of what I'm preaching to you. The greater one lives inside me. He created all things. The word that created all things is inside me. Jesus. It's Jesus. We just read uh, Hebrews chapter 1. Look at verse 2. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2. We just read it. Let's read it again. He says, Has in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. By him... He, he made the world. By him, he made everything. By Jesus, he made everything. And Jesus is sitting inside you. So brothers and sisters, when you look at your life, be confident of one thing. Glory. Every day glory. Every day joy unspeakable that is full of glory. Every day greatness. See, I can, I can never go down. I keep going higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. Every day. If there's no job, if you don't have a job, don't worry. He says he wants your heart to be comforted. To be braced up. So that you can start putting to work what is inside you. Start reminding yourself who is inside. Remember, he said, okay, let me read Colossians chapter 2. Verse 2 now, into verse 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So that you understand the, the, the context of what you are saying, okay? He says, I pray that their hearts might, I want to see them so that their hearts might be comforted, being it together in love and unto full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. It actually means the mystery of God and the Father, which is Christ, okay? There's no mystery, go back. Don't read the Bible like you don't have much wisdom. There's, there's nothing like the mystery of God, the mystery of the Father, and the mystery of Christ. The mystery of God, the Father, is Christ. And the mystery of Christ is the church. Okay? The mystery of God is who? Is Christ. Great, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Or the mystery of God likeness god was manifest in flesh that is christ okay uh-huh so nlt says it says i want them to be encouraged blah, 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 that they may know that they understand god's okay let me read it well i want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love i want them to have complete confidence that they understand god's mysterious plan which is christ himself let's continue reading nlt so we don't get confused next verse in whom, in Christ, are hid all the treasures of wisdom 
and knowledge. Meaning that all that you need in life is inside. Is inside. He says that Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, he says, But of him are ye in Christ, who of God is made unto us. Christ is made unto us what? Wisdom. So, he is the embodiment of all wisdom. The, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. And he is in us. And has been made wisdom unto us. How can you make foolish decisions? You cannot but choose right. All you need to do is to remember who is inside you. As you make that choice, as you make that choice, say that Christ is in me. Therefore, I make the right choice. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You cannot miss out on the right husband. You cannot miss out on the right wife. You cannot miss out on your way. Why? Because Christ is in you. He wants you to refer continuously to the one who is inside you. It's so important to him. That is what the New Testament is about. He wants you to refer confidently of who is in you. And concentrate on who is in you. Know who is in you. And hence move in life with confidence and with boldness. Go back to that place. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 verse 3. It says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Next verse. It says, I am telling you this. So, I'm telling you this. So no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. I'm telling you this. So that nobody. Nobody. Will be able to deceive you with well-crafted arguments. All the arguments they can have. Okay, cannot be compared to Christ in you with wisdom and knowledge. With all wisdom and knowledge, he's inside you. That cannot be, whatever they can say, cannot be compared to Christ who is inside you. See, I'm saying this to you so that no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. Let you think that, oh, there's something else somewhere. You need to worship the stars and worship the moon. And pour libation on here and then do that and do this. If only you can take this equipment and throw it somewhere and do this. Something good will happen. Something powerful will happen. No. My good in life is dependent on my knowledge of Christ in me. Not in me doing things. If only you can take the sun from your house, in front of your house, and throw it to the east. You will prosper. Tell them my prosperity is not in that. My prosperity is in my confident assurance of who is inside me. For you know the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. So that you through his poverty might be rich. Might be rich. So your riches is not dependent on you taking sun and throwing it to the east. Or living in the east. Someone said you need to live in the east. Before you can prosper. Such nonsense. Which part is east enough to be able to prosper? He says, I'm saying this to you so that no one will deceive you. No one will deceive you with arguments, well-crafted arguments. Your development, your healing, and your health is not dependent on you going to lie somewhere and taking some leaves and looking at them in a certain way. It's not in you praying under a tree. Someone said people's prayers are not working because they are praying in sealed houses. They are praying in, in, in block houses. They need to pray under trees so that their prayer can go towards such nonsense. Such nonsense. And you have people, children of God, going to stand under trees to pray so that God can hear their prayer. 
Where is God? Where is God? Where is God? Where is He? Why is He? He's inside you. He is inside you. He hears my prayers, whether I'm in the bathroom, in the swimming pool, at the toilet. Makes no difference where I am. He hears me. He hears me. Tell anybody, he hears me. Let me show you a scripture. Go to John chapter 5. He says, I don't want you to be deceived by anybody. Don't be deceived. Tell anybody, don't be deceived. Oh. Let's read John chapter 16, verse 22, rather, into 23. Okay? It's in 23, but... Let's read it, 16 to 20, 16, 22. It says, and you now, you now therefore have sorrow. This is Jesus talking to the disciples because he was leaving. He was telling them, I'm leaving. He says, you have sorrow, but I'll see you again. When I die and I come back from the dead, I'll see you again. And when I see you again, your heart shall rejoice. And your joy no man taketh from you. That's why Peter said that you have not seen Jesus before. But you rejoice with joy unspeakable that is full of glory. You've not seen him before, but you love him. And rejoice with joy unspeakable. That is full of glory. That's what Jesus said. He says, your joy, no man taketh from you. Next verse, verse 23. He says, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, whatever you, got, you shall ask my, my Father in my name, under a tree. Under a chair. In the east. No, he didn't say that. That would be too complex. What about those in Dubai? Where there are not much trees. What are they going to do? He says, what's why you shall ask the father in my name? He will give it to you. Next verse. Next verse. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Then he says, ask and ye shall receive. So that your joy may be made full. Wow. Can you imagine? God wants your joy to be made full. What a God. What a loving God. Next verse. Next verse. 25. Says, These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs. But I shall show you plainly of the Father. Next verse. At that day you shall ask him. You shall ask him my need. And I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. Just I'm not, going, I'm not going to ask the Father for you. In these days I'm not going to ask the Father for you. You are going to pray in my name. And the Father is going to give it to you. Why? Because. Next verse. For the Father himself loveth you. Why? Because you have loved me. And have believed that I came out from God. Do you believe that he came from, from God? Do you love him? He says the Father loves you. The Father loves you. He answers your prayers. Behold what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That we should be called the sons of God. Say the Father himself loves me. Yeah. So he says, I don't want anybody to deceive you with any other thing. Christ, is in, Christ in you is enough. You think it's nothing? Try it. Start praying with the consciousness of Christ inside you. Start praying. Like that. Let me tell you an experience I had not long ago. For a whole month or two, I was stuck up in this knowledge. That was what I was thinking about. When I prayed, I prayed with that in mind. All the time. You know, one day I was lying in bed. When I'm when I'm I'm lying in bed, I'm sleeping. I pray in tongues to sleep. Do you see? Uh, I do my best to always do that to pray in tongues to sleep. So this day I was praying in tongues and I went into sleep. 
After about five hours, I came out of sleep, prayed. As I was praying, I went to sleep again. When I opened my eyes, I was off my bed. Yes. I was off my bed. I don't know whether my spirit came out of my body or my body went. Because I, I went and I saw my wife lying on the bed. And I was off the bed. And I was going into the ceiling. And I said, it's okay, come back. I want to come back. <laughs> and I came back into my body. Now, that experience did not come to me. I did not have that experience by thinking that God is somewhere. And I'm praying to try to catch God. To try and seek God. No. I was thinking about Christ. Who Christ is in me. Yeah. That is where the power is. The power is in that. The power is in that. Don't let anybody deceive you and let you think something else. No. Don't let anybody think. Don't let anyone say any other thing to you. That's the truth. I heard Pastor Chris say he levitated. I was wondering what, what he did. And I, as I was listening, I heard that this is what he did. I was not trying to do it to, de- to levitate or anything. I, was just, I just loved God. And I still love God. And was concentrating on him in me. How much he loves me. And how much he enjoys me. And enjoys my presence. That was all I was doing. And I left off. This happened to me somewhere about two months ago. I came out of my bed like that. And I was wondering what is going on. What is happening? What is happening? And when I said I want to come back down. I came back nicely into the bed. Yeah. Then I I, I was like. "Eh." I was wondering whether I was dreaming or. What was happening? Yeah, that's where the power is. Not, oh God, I don't know when are you going to show yourself to me? When are you going to talk to me? Come and feel me. He's always inside you. He's been in you all this while. If you don't go with me, I'll not go. When you went, he was going in you. He says, I don't want anyone to deceive you. Tell me, but don't let anyone deceive you. That is where the power is. Yeah. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. He is made unto us wisdom. Righteousness. Your sanctification. He is your sanctification. Yeah. He is your righteousness. He is your redemption. He is your redemption. As long as you live, he lives. Your redemption is valid. And he ever liveth. Jesus ever liveth. He doesn't die. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next verse, verse 5. For though I'm far away from you, my heart is with you. And I rejoice that you are living as you should. And that your faith in Christ is strong. Let's read the Amplified of this. It's nice. You'll be surprised at what he's expecting. Out of every child of God. He says, For though I am away from you in body, yet I am with you in spirit, delighted at the sight of your standing shoulder to shoulder in such orderly array, and the firmness and the solid front and steadfastness of your faith in Christ. That's leaning of the entire human personality on him. On who? On Christ. Not on something else. On Christ. In absolute trust and confidence. In his power. Wisdom and goodness. Where? Inside you. Next verse. Let's keep reading. It's the Amplified. It's nice. Maybe you should continue reading for yourself. As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives, 
and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him. That's how he wants you to live. He says, live your life in union with him. That's what Paul said in Galatians 2.20. As for me, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by his faith now. Not by my faith, but by his faith. What was his faith? His faith was that when he dies and rises again, he will be in me and continue his life in me. That is the faith of the Son of God. So I live by his faith. He's living in me. He's showing up in me. Wherever I go. You see, when you are praying for the sick, don't even have any, don't put any effort on, your, on yourself. Don't worry yourself. When you lay hands on the person, know that Jesus is the one who has laid hands on him. Jesus, Jesus' hands never fails. He healed them with his word. As you speak, know that it's Jesus who's speaking. This has nothing to do with whether, whether you're a pastor or not. He didn't say pastors. He said everybody. So it's for everybody. Say it's for everybody. It's for everybody. Say my success is assured. My success is assured. Say, that, say it like you believe it. My success is assured. So why are you going to be in the next two years? How is your life going to be? Even if you have one sitting in your pocket today. Hmm? It's multiplying. Why? Because Christ is in you. This Jesus. This all-powerful Jesus. Let's read Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Let's read from verse 4. You came with so much expectation. You came with so much expectation. You know, and God knew expectation. And he prepared to meet your expectation. And I know he has met your expectation. From verse 4, please. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he's going to talk to you about Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Meaning that he humbled himself, right? He says, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He's inside you with his humility. So I can only be humble. Hallelujah. Say, I can only be humble. Pride is not a part of my life. Because Christ in me is full of humility. Therefore, he lives his humble life through me. Next verse. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Next verse. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This Jesus who has been exalted and given a name that is higher than every other name is the one who is living inside you. He's living inside you with the authority of his name. So when you say in Jesus' name, this should happen. Know that something happens. Don't think you are just talking. When you say this is happening in Jesus' name, that's exactly what is going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say he's in me. With all of his strength. With all of his power. You see? It is the glory. It is the, it's called the glory of the ministration of righteousness. Glory. 
but that is higher. So, I know that as, as, as I'm moving from here, all the churches in Kumasi, all our churches in Kumasi, can only go forward. You can only advance. And every member of this church is going to get bigger, greater, better, smarter, wiser, full of health, full of blessings. I'll only hear news of good, news of joy, news of many miracles, news of many testimonies. That is all I'll hear. And I'll always rejoice with you. Knowing that you're advancing with power, with grace. The grace of God is working in your life. The grace of God is working in your life. I speak concerning your future and concerning your life. That you only see goodness. You only see the mercy of God. You only see the grace of God. You only see the power of God. Every hand that is lifted now is the hand of Christ himself. Therefore, whatever you touch is blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you can only advance. You can only move forward. All our churches are going to advance. All our ministries are going to advance. All our members are advancing. You are going forward in the right direction. Going forward in confidence, in boldness, in grace, in power, in joy, in health. None of you will die abruptly. You will not die before your time. Because Christ in you has abolished death and has brought life eternal to light. You can only win. Because I know that God is in you. I know that God is in you. Therefore, you can only win. Therefore, I give thanks unto God. Who always causes you to win? Who always causes you to win? In Christ Jesus. You are always going to win. You are going to get bigger and stronger and greater. Your finances are increasing like never before. Our churches in Kumasi will give millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Millions and millions. Your hands will give those millions. Your hands, these hands will give those millions. In the name of the Lord Jesus. These hands will, lay, will be laid on the sick and they shall recover. These hands will be laid on the sick and they shall recover. In the name of the Lord Jesus. These hands shall be stretched on the sick and they shall recover. In the name of the Lord Jesus. These hands will prosper everywhere they find themselves. Your feet is shot with the gospel. You will win lives. You will change lives. You will change lives. You will bless lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will bless lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And by you, the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God will spread throughout this city. It will spread throughout this city. And from you, the knowledge of God will go to the ends of the world. You will do things from here that will be seen in Canada. That will be seen in South Africa. That will be seen in Swaziland. That will be seen in US. That will be seen in Australia. The gospel shall be sounded from you loudly to the ends of the earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Ah, the knowledge of God's word. The knowledge of the Lord is being spread. It's spread abroad. It's spread abroad by you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lay the hold by Now I want you to lay hands on your head like this. I declare an upgrade for you. 
a higher upgrade higher than you have ever known that anointing of god's spirit that is resident in you has increased right now right now in the name of the lord jesus right now in the name of the lord jesus right now in the name of the lord jesus right now in the name of the lord jesus you are going to burn for the lord from henceforth you are going to burn from the lord for the lord from henceforth like was said concerning john the baptist he was a burning and a shining light all of you are burning and shining lights in the name of the lord jesus a burning and a shining light a firebrand a burning and a shining light a burning and a shining light you will declare the gospel with confidence with boldness no more shame no more inconsistencies hey from henceforth you are consistent from henceforth you are consistent all those of you who have been crying for consistency from henceforth you are going to be consistent in your walk with the lord in your walk with the lord in the name of the lord jesus in the name of the lord jesus the gospel will be sounded from you i said the anointing of god's spirit inside you has gone higher than it was before you come in you came in in the name of the lord jesus you are going forward you are going forward you are advancing you are advancing our churches in kumasi are advancing in the name of the lord jesus every member is advancing in the name of the lord jesus you are going forward you are getting bigger you are getting better you are going forward you are getting better you are getting bigger in the name of the lord jesus increase in ability increase in finances increase in health increase in glory increase in grace increase in power increase in joy in the name of the lord jesus neighbor had As poor, yet making many rich. Paul said, as poor, yet making many rich. I stand in the place of Paul. And I make you rich right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I make you rich in the name of the Lord Jesus. Go forward. Progress. Whatever has blocked your progress has been taken away from henceforth. You are going forward. You have one path only. Forward and upwards only. That is your life. 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 Upwards and forward only. Upwards and forward only. Upwards and forward only. You are going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I stand as a prophet of God. And I speak progress for you. I speak progress for you. Go forward. Advance. Increase. Prosper. Be multiplied. Happen everywhere. Because you are the success of God in the earth. You are the success of God in this, in this city. You are light. You are burning in a shining light. You shall burn and shine. And be a light for many to come to. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Elo Adabai. Malo Ashanabai. Leglos Tanamano. Mando Lege. Mando Lege. Ebaraba Shelebeba. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How do you feel? How do you feel?
you know as I've been talking to you like this the Holy Spirit has been ministering to you you know every meeting we have like this has special angels that are released to help you increase and I'm seeing them all around you have been upgraded Even your clothes are charged. Your clothes are charged. He says, when I see you, I will impart unto you some spiritual gifts to the end that you may be established. When I'm coming to you, I'll be coming in the fullness of the blessings of the gospel of Christ. You've had supercharged right now, I tell you. You know, sometimes, sometimes we demonstrate some of those things that we demonstrate to help you know that something has actually happened. You know, Jacob slept and had angelic traffic. A ladder from heaven was brought to his, bed, his bedside on the stone where he was lying. And angels were ascending and descending. And he woke up and said, Behold, the Lord was here. And I knew it not. So sometimes God, God allows us to do some things to help those who don't know what has happened, to know that something has really happened to you. I said everything about you has been charged. You've been so charged, you have no idea. And it is, it is even inside your clothes. It's even inside your clothes. If you get home and there's anybody sick, put your dress on the person. You'll be surprised. Speak in the language of spirit. So my glory. Everything is charged. Listen. Hold on, hold on. This is what the Spirit of God is telling me. He said that, is it normal? You can stir the power of God and direct it. Paul said that my preaching was not just in words, my preaching was in demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that your wisdom so that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of god do you see 
Now, this is what God is telling me right now. He's whispering to my ears right now. That the power of God that we are staring up right now is for handling addictions. Okay? Addictions. If there's any addiction, whether of smoking, of pornography, of uh, alcoholism, whatever it is, okay? Any habit, bad habit, that has been there for years, you know, it's called that sin that so easily besets you. Huh? The power of God that you are staring up right now is for that purpose, is to handle that, is to cast that out of you. That's what the Lord is telling me right now. So I want you to wrap your hand around you and just speak in tongues, just speak in the spirit. You are, you are so charged. You are so charged. So charged. Melo Hadabai. Moda Hadabai. Malo Hode. Malo Hode. Hallelujah. I'm hearing procrastination. Procrastination. They say procrastination is a thief of time, right? Procrastination. I'm just seeing it big, huge, large like that. Procrastination. It's a habit. And from today onwards, how do you, you, you see how much God loves us? God loves us so much that whatever it is that prevents Him from being displayed in your life, he, He's handling it, He handles it for you. Yeah, postponing things, you know, what you're supposed to do today, you postpone. It's not of God. Right now, the Lord is handling that in your life. It's being handled right now. I'm seeing acid being thrown on it. On the way, on that, on that habit. It's just living your life. Consistency is flowing from your spirit to your soul, to your body. Consistency. Yeah. 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 Consistency. 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 The acid of consistency is thrown onto that procrastination in your life. You will not procrastinate anymore. You accomplish greatness. You accomplish greatness. You are marked for greatness. And nothing and no one can stop that from happening. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Ola Hadabai. Rema Adohoshi. Vasto Kolubai. Mando Hoshelebai. Mala Hadabai. Mala Hadabai. I'm hearing a quick work. A quick work. 
says, I'm going to do a quick work with you. Yeah, a quick work with you. Quick work. Quick work. Quick work. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That business you have been procrastinating to start. You are going to start it. And you are going to be consistent with it. And the Lord is going to work a quick work with you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That ministry that you have, that you have hidden, has been hiding all this while in your life. It's going to start. And you are going to be consistent with it. And the Lord is going to work a quick work with your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 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 It's a new level for you. 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 I declare a new level for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's a new level. It's a new level. It's a new level. It's a higher level. 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 he loves you oh how the Lord loves you how the Lord loves you oh how God loves you what won't God do for you what won't God do for you I'm, I am just seeing the love of God embracing right now God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.